On this episode of the Beers for Radio podcast, we are talking about the NBA playoffs in the bubble, uh, another NBA subject with the NBA draft lottery happening this week. College football, at least in the Big Ten, is officially not happening this fall. They will try for the spring. And we have some possible Kylo Ren news coming out of the Star Wars universe. All that and more on this episode of the Beers for Radio podcast. Beards for Radio. Beards for Radio podcast. It's another episode brought to you by Farbar Fashion. Make sure to check out far-ebar.com. Sasha, my man, are you having a good day? So far, so good. It's been slow. So, um, I, you know, I guess slow goes better than no go. So, That's yeah. True. That's true. I'm having a pretty good day. It was a pretty tough week, but uh, New Killers album today, which is awesome maybe their best work in over a decade. So I'm very happy to have new music from my favorite band. And uh, also very happy to have the NBA playoffs back. This is like the weirdest NBA playoffs I've ever seen, but I'm not going to complain because I got them, you know? <laughs> right. I actually kind of, I, I, I dig the bubble. I, I didn't think I would. I don't, I, I think they've NBA have done a pretty good job containing the whole thing, a pretty yeah. good job making it seem like, there's a crowd, you know what I'm saying? They like, and I, I do like the concept of everybody just playing in the same bubble. You know, there's no travel delay. There's there's re- no there's no real home court advantage. It's it's different, but it's kind of throwing off my internal clock because I'm so used to watching the the playoffs in late April, early May, you know, till right. till June. But I will say the neutral court, uh, the weird like fan setting, it kind of. It kind of is making up a little bit for no March Madness. Nothing could ever replace, uh, you know, missing out on getting to see Cassius Winston's final run in a Spartans uniform. Nothing could really make up for that. But it does kind of have a March Madness feel to it, and I, I love that. Right. No, no, you're, you're absolutely right. It has – you know what else kind of feel it has to it besides being like a college – um, and I, I've heard people mention AAU kind of feel to it, yeah. But it also like has AAU like a circuit. like right with with like the screens of the fans. You know, I'm talking about like aesthetically it reminds you of like a like a late 2000s 2K NBA 2K <laughs> game because like all the all the fans would be flat. You know, what I'm yeah. saying they'd be like the cardboard cutouts, like like what you see what's going on in like the baseball uh you know stadiums is going on. Did but yeah, man, I, I enjoy Rockies? it. Did you see the Rockies with the uh... A Stan Marsh from Southfield's uh, guy in their stands. No, they I haven't like seen digital that. Digital Stan Marsh, I love that. That's hilarious. I, I know, I know, I know that um, there was people that were buying up like their seats and you know buying up a hundred of their one guy like bought like a hundred of his himself and like put them in these seats. So hey, you know, I, I guess any way for these big league parks to make money. So yeah. And, uh, you know, these teams are still making some money because you see the same ads on the court that you would see at, like, Banker's Life Fieldhouse or the Staples Center, you know, any of these places. Right. Um, But, yeah, so we are in the first round. Most of the series have played two games. A few have played three to this point. Um, Just a quick rundown, you know, uh, right now Boston and Philly are playing. Boston's got a two-game lead in that one. Toronto with a 25 point win over Brooklyn today that gives them a 20 uh, a three game lead over the Nets at three nothing. Right. Uh, 
Our Nuggets had a tough outing today, losing to the Jazz, oh, 124 to 87. I only caught a little bit of that game. Um, that one was rough. Uh, so the the Nuggets fall behind two games to one. Tonight we got an interesting one: uh, the Clippers and the Mavericks. That was an interesting first two games, and uh, another series involving LA was another split between in the first two games. Uh, Blazers took game one as the eight seed. Lakers responded last night with a, a convincing win. Houston right now taking it to the Rockets. Uh, they haven't lost a game yet. And uh, over in the East, you know, the Bucks split with the Magic. That was another eight seed winning the first game. And uh, the Heat are taking care of business with the Pacers right now, too. So it's it's been a lot. Like, it, it definitely feels like the NBA playoffs. What, what game has or what series matchup has – uh, kind of caught in your intrigue more than, you know, the other ones that's going on right now in the playoff bubble. I haven't been able to watch a game, but I was intrigued by uh, – I haven't been able to watch a game of this series, I should say. I was intrigued by the storyline of the Thunder and the Rockets. Obviously, that storyline between uh, the Chris Paul-Russell Westbrook trade and some of the behind-the-scenes drama unfolding between Chris Paul and James Harden. And I got to be honest, I wasn't – I've never really been a Chris Paul fan, but the way he led the Thunder this year, a team that on paper everybody was counting out. I think they had like – they were given less than a 1% chance or like a 2% chance to make the playoffs. To have them as a fifth seed, even though they've lost the first two games of that series and the, the, the Rockets don't have Westbrook, I was intrigued right. by that. Uh, the game that really – uh, had me like excited again was watching the Lakers and the Blazers game one. That that was a sweet game. I was so happy to be watching that one. The Lakers and the Blazers, it's you know, everyone kind of once 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 Portland won game one, everyone kind of counted out LA. But um, you know, obviously they did have a convincing win um last night, tying it the uh the series up. But what really stood out to me is is Terry Stott is are they playing the long game? You know, he says after they won game one, he's like, not you know, our kind of focus is on three, five, and seven. You know what I'm saying? You, you know, you, you kind of want to run run these guys down in uh, on uh, on two, four, and six. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully, win it in seven. Which um, you know, that seems to be like Portland's thing. They seem to stretch out to the game sevens. And, you know, Dame drops a forty footer. Will it happen? I don't know. The track record doesn't you know really suggest or point that way for Portland to pull it off, but it's interesting if they are kind of playing that long game. I know that you don't necessarily want to lose a game to the Lakers, but um, you know, right. if, 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 if you can kind of slow down the steam and the engine of, you know, LBJ and like I said, make AD do the work, you know what I'm saying? Cause if he's scoring uh, sub uh, below 30, it's not happening for them. You know what I'm saying? You know, you got to have other guys involved, like KCP and um, Dan or Green. Caruso or somebody. And and Caruso, you, Kuzma. Yeah, Kuzma, and you can't really totally count on those guys to step up. So, right. so I, you know, I, I said it to you before. This, you know, or you're messaging back and forth before you even started. And to me, body AD, body AD. LeBron's gonna lose steam. I believe that unless he's you know. HGH hormone replacement therapy or something, 
I, yeah. I feel like he's going to slow down, you know, as they and go on. So the, the Blazers might be the team built to like really be the ones to limit AD Anthony Davis because they got Yusuf Nurkic back. That was they benefited getting him back from the uh, the long layoff between March and the games restarting. Right. Hassan Whiteside, uh, when his motor is going, you know, he's um, he could definitely be a defensive stopper. I think he had five blocks in game one. I'm not sure what his stat line was for game two. Right, and then you, he, he was big. Right, and then one. you throw Collins in the mix, too, just to be that athletic body, you know, just to get the extra bumps in there. And, like, like I like I've, I understand where – uh, Stotts' head is at, you know, where Blazers' heads are at. We're, okay, we won one. Let's focus on three, five, and seven. Let's just – and if we can't put a dagger in them on two, four, and six, or, you know, you know, we're going to slow them down. We're going to keep fucking chipping away. Excuse my language. We're going to keep chipping away okay. at them, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, that, that that's, that's what I see. Do I see them actually yeah. pulling it out? You know, like I said, I got I, I'm I'm one that goes big off track record, so I'm I'm I got to lean towards uh, the Lakers and you know what LeBron's able to do every time he goes to a team. You know, what I'm saying as much as you know, I'm 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 not that I, I love LeBron. I think he's probably one of the best players you know to ever do it. Top three, most most yeah. definitely. I get it, right? Um, I don't really like to give credit to LeBron. <laughs> But I got. I was reminded the other night how much I dislike watching LeBron in the playoffs sometimes because the game gets exciting and you see like LeBron bully somebody for a rebound, take it, take it the distance of the court, and then like draw some ticky tack foul. I'm just like, come on, man! Like, if you're gonna let him like bully somebody, like knock him over, and then like call you. If you're gonna allow that, you can't just allow that little touch foul. Right. Let him get bullied a little bit too. I understand it, you know, you wanna you wanna highlight the stars and show off those stat lines, but I mean I, I appreciate LeBron's game for what it is, but the Lakers, I I don't know. We'll see how the Blazers now respond to game two not going their way. Cause uh Bark Charles Barkley on inside the NBA, he, you know, he he was really harping on the Blazers picking them. He's he actually said they were going to sweep them, but you know that's that's just a comedic over over exploitation. You know, um, <laughs> he was just playing it up for comedic purposes, which worked because it was had me laughing. Right. Uh, I could I really could see this series going either way because, like we've said, we we were texting each other back and forth. If Anthony Davis is an explosive and just dominant, or if if either LeBron James or Anthony Davis aren't dominating it's a lot tougher and there's a difference between having a good game, you know, like 25 and 10 and a couple assists versus like dominating where you're just in the zone right. because Kuzma Kuzma can do it some nights, not every night. You know, this is his first playoff run ever KCP. You know, we could have told you from watching him in, in Detroit, he can't, he can't bring it every night. And if he does bring it, it's almost a small miracle at this point because uh, not th- these aren't my words. Uh, I believe Rico Beard or Mike Valeni said it on ninety-seven-one. He's the best bad shooter in the league. <laughs> True. Like he just he does not make long shots, but he's kind of known for making long shots. So it's it's kind of a weird give and take. Right. Him. Danny Green, we know he can 
do it, but he's getting up there in age, and he's also inconsistent. Um, you know, Markeith Morris, he's a good defensive presence, but he's not really like a scoring option. He's not somebody you go to to carry the load scoring-wise. So they might just not have enough in the tank from a role-player perspective because I believe Trevor was Trevor Ariza there, and he's he sat out to uh, – he, he didn't come back to play in the bubble. He stayed he – Yeah, he's home. a – was it Ariza? It was, it was Trevor Ariza. Um and he's and and if they had Ariza, good night. Good night. Mm-hmm. I think Ariza's one of those different story. I think he's one of those guys that you can throw in with any squad and he's gonna be able to roll with them. He's one of those, you know, yeah. ambidextrous players, you know, you can throw him in any situation and you know, yeah. it doesn't matter. And Caruso Caruso can do it some nights too. But again, this is his first playoff run. Right. So uh you know, it's just not consistent. I was telling you, and obviously this is some bias on my part, I really think the Lakers, if he's there, should take Cassius Winston in the first round because they need more shooters. They need a player who will make people around him better, not need to be the star, can facilitate. You know, LeBron led the league in assists this year, if I'm not mistaken, and had put up career-high numbers in assists. But it seems like he's putting a lot more energy into being a passer now. So if he could not have to put as much energy into passing the ball, and you know there could be other point guards out there that have the same skill set as Winston that I'm just not uh, counting on right now because I, I love my boy Cassius Winston so much that you know if I really feel like if you had somebody like that, Cassius Winston was just deadly from three point range, could get to the basket when need be, and passing might be his best ability. You know, I just think that would be an awesome match to have Cassius Winston on that team, it, especially if they get AD back because Anthony Davis is going to be a free agent this, this summer, I believe. Well, it's already the summer, next year. If you love, if you love um, Cassius so much, why would you want him to go to the Lakers? They're just going to <laughs> treat him like Mario Chalmers and bully him. And so he's he's going to be Mario true. Chalmers 2.0. So um, I, I guess if, <laughs> I guess if that's what you want, Joe, for for your boy Cassius, but I think he deserves a little better. I want him. I want him on the Pistons, man. But I don't. I don't think they're going to take him with the seventh overall pick, and I don't know if he'll be there in the second round. Right. I, I want him here in Detroit, but um, real quick, the other series I wanted to touch on that kind of is shifting the public's eye on a certain team: the Clippers and the Mavericks, mm-hmm. because the Mavericks were right there in Game One and. Porzingis got ejected in the first half with uh, a pretty nah, – I don't know. I don't know the right lame. word. Lame. But it was pretty weak. Pretty, yeah, lame, weak, soft ejection call that turned the tide, and they ended up losing that game. And they came back with a vengeance in game two. Let me pull up the series real quick. That game tips off in about 40 minutes here, so it'll start, like, right when we're off. Beautiful. There. But – yeah, an eight-point or a 13-point loss without Porzingis for much of the second half, and then an eight-point win that was really a little bit – they led by more than eight points throughout most of the game. So. Yeah, and Luka had 11 turnovers. But, I mean, like, if you think about it, and it was just crazy to me, is that this is Luka and Porzingis' first playoff appearances, right? And they're going against mm-hmm. guys that are seasoned. You know, Kawhi's seasoned in the playoffs, mm-hmm. obviously – but Paul George, he's yeah. seasoned, you know, in the playoffs, yeah. But not, not, not as you know, uh, much as um, Kawhi Leonard, you know, which is, you know, which yeah. I think, you know, 
in some cases, I've heard a lot of people say it's kind of fraudulent because look how good the Raptors are doing right now without him. You know what I'm saying? They're they're yeah. even, uh, you know, uh, gaining favor to come out of the East. You know, which is you know, which is crazy to me because those guys are all playing well together. You know what I'm saying? And we can go to that yeah. series afterwards, but, but no, but yeah. for, but for real, obviously they wouldn't have won the championship last year without him. I mean, they were getting they weren't getting past the second round most years, right? Right. After like, oh yeah, I yeah. think so too. But um, I think it was it was a mutually beneficial relationship that. that Kawhi had with the true Raptors. That. Um, but yeah, it would have been interesting if he was back there because Siakam is a whole different beast than he was last year. Now. OG Ananobi is healthy. He did, he missed the playoffs last year. Van Fleet's um, playing great. Lowry's playing great. Ibaka's yeah. playing good. It's they have a scary good team. Low key scary good team, man. So, right. I feel like Lowry's gotten better. Right. Yeah. But yeah, b- back to the Mavs um, and the Clips. So, what's your take on yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, the Mavs. They kind of feel like they should be up two nothing at this point. I know the margin of loss was a little bit bigger in game one. It was a 13 point loss. Oh wait, no, no, no. I had that backwards. I'm sorry. The Clippers won game one by eight. And then the Mavericks won game one, game two by 13. I had that backwards. That's okay. I was looking as long as you got the W and the L's right. That's all that matters. Right. Right. Um, So the Mavericks, you know, they had that eight point loss in game one without Porzingis for much of the second half. And like you said, Luca had, what, 11 turnovers? In yep, that game? 11 turnovers. And then they bounce back with a 13 point win. And I feel like they probably think they should be up to nothing. And the Clippers are going to be mentally tested. And Paul George, not to harp on like one guy, but his teams perform well during the regular season, but they just do not advance that far in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It happened with the Pacers time and time again. Uh, the Thunder weren't as good good last year and i believe they got bounced in the first round by portland yeah it's, it was like, it was a damn literal bye-bye shot from like 50 feet that's right so yeah they're gonna be tested i feel like paul george might need to be the one to like respond be a leader because Kawhi Leonard's the best player on the team but paul george has to be the one to step up and answer the bell and people forget they did not get a whole lot of time playing with each other before the season, during like the regular, regular season, you know? So the eight game seeding games, that was supposed to kind of be like a warm up for those two to gel with each other a little bit more. And I, I won't say it hasn't happened because I haven't been able to watch the Clippers as much as uh, a lot of the other teams, but it just seems like they didn't do super well in the, in the eight games in the bubble. And, you know, so far, one-on-one in the playoffs to, a, a, like you said, a younger team in their first run in the playoffs. But these are different playoffs, so it's it's a little bit right. different. Right, and these, and these young kids are a little bit different, too, because, you know, poor, they're coming from overseas. They're been, they've been playing with pros. Wow. So it's just it's it's different. Yeah. It's different with these uh with these you know foreign players too, uh, which you know we're, we're going to see a lot of them coming in, a lot of them coming in the next draft as well. So. Yeah. Um, if we want to bounce to the next subject, you know, uh, we had the NBA lottery last night, and the Pistons had the fifth worst record, which means they had decent odds to land a top five pick, and then they dropped two spots in the lottery to the seventh overall pick. The only team that should be more pissed off would be uh, the Knicks, who fell behind 
the Pistons even. But right. yeah, so let's talk about the NBA lottery and uh, what we think the Pistons can do with the seventh overall pick. So the Pistons, and I've been looking up, um, uh, you know, mock drafts. Obviously, these mock drafts come up, and I really don't, yeah. you know, and they're 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 okay. I mean, you know, the top the the I don't. I don't think this this draft is to me as magnanimous as last the draft of last class. I feel like every ten years is no. that it's that class. You know what I'm saying? It's just like it's like this last class was the class. All of them were all good kids. They're all good kids. They're yeah. and they're all ballers. And you know, and and even who the Pistons got? You know, the Pistons got Seku at uh, I believe it was the. 14th or 15th pick you know so right and like um, and like the top 10 kids are they're all good kids they're all ballers they're all well spoken they're all doing their thing in the nba right now. like all of them like every single every single rookie is doing to me better than any other rookies i've seen come in the league in a long time i mean i'm i'm, I'm going i'm going back to like you know the the, the mellow and brown draft you know what i'm saying like when they came in instantly and had an instant impact like these young men from last draft are coming in having an instant impact on their team from, you know, Tyler Hero to, you know, John Moran, yeah. Zion, you know, go down the list, go down the friggin' list, you know. They are all, you know, are getting time. You know, they're not sitting in the G League, you know what I'm saying, which I think, you know, you know that that was last year's draft. Let's go back to this one. I'm still on last year's draft. It's so good. But, yeah, this year's draft, I don't, it, you know, it, it, it sprinkle. There's a sprinkle of maybe four or five names in there. You know what I'm saying? And, and they're yeah. going to go at the top quick. So I'm kind of annoyed with that. Pistons falling to seven. I would like them to be somewhere in the f- five range. You know what I'm saying? Because I think once you get past five, uh, slim pickings at that point. It depends on who falls and what's what's needed and what's at need. But I keep right. seeing um, or, um, Onyeka Okongwu from US, USC, the center from USC, going to Pistons at seven. I've seen that in three different mock drafts. Uh, Yahoo, I think one was Bleacher Report. I forget the last one. I think it was Sports Nation. Um, but I've, but I, but I, I don't know too much of this kid. I haven't seen it too much of this kid. And you know what really sucks is that we didn't get to see a March Madness. We didn't get to see a tournament. Yeah, we didn't get to see these kids showcase for the world and the NBA eyes to see for them to move up in the draft. You know what I'm saying? So I think that kind of took away from me really knowing. You know other than the top five as much as I do, you know what I'm saying? But uh, uh, I, I don't know. But uh, oh, what I do know is that we do need a center. We do need a big, you know what I'm saying? So, but yeah. I don't know too much I about him. Depends what happens with Christian Wood this summer. I was kind of thinking the opposite. I was kind of thinking we needed some shooting because who who are the guards right now? I know we got Luke Kennard. You know, I'm reminded of that every time I see Donovan Mitchell – on TV, he had another great game today mm-hmm. against the the Nuggets. Um, let me find the roster real quick. But you know, is, is Langston Galloway still on the team? Um, I don't think Langston Galloway is still on the team. And speaking of, uh, you're, you're talking about Donovan Mitchell, Jordan Clarkson, Jordan Clarkson, Jordan Ballin. Yeah. But um, yeah, back about, to uh, Mike Conley came back today after having a kid and hit like his first what six or seven three points. Hey man, when I when I started watching that game, I, wa- I walked away. I came back. I'm like, is this for real? I'm putting up like yeah. video game numbers right now, dude. But yeah, so let's see. So yeah, so I guess we do have uh, Mikhailu from uh, Kansas. I keep forgetting about that yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. But I just it's hit or miss. 
Yeah, I guess Christian Wood is technically a, a center or a power forward, I mean. So, nope. and Seku is a small forward. So that's like the three and the four, not the four and the five. Right. And plus, I'm thinking, yeah, so I'm, plus, I'm thinking if, if Wiseman's gone, which he's going to be gone, you know what I'm saying? There's, you know, the way the Pistons are thinking. And, but now that we have um, the new dude, I can't, oh my God, it's slipping my mind. Uh, the new uh, general manager, what's his name? Oh, the Pistons general Yeah, manager? the new guy that came from, uh, from OKC. OKC. Troy Weaver. Troy Weaver. You know, I don't know, you know, we were talking about, you know, his his um draft picks where he's you know where he's been. So his draft pick to me was pretty, you know, pretty solid. So who knows? But if they think that if you get rid of Andre, you think they'd want to be like, okay, we really gotta get a center. So this yeah. guy's the most the next available center outside of James Wiseman, because James Wiseman is going top three. So that's why I think they're probably go, are going to go after Onyeka, uh, a Kongwu from Central USC. I'll, yeah, somebody I'd be cool with would be um, either Killian Hayes or um, who I really like is uh, Tyrese Halliburton out of Iowa, Iowa State. State. Yep. Not sure uh, where he's projected to go right now, but yeah, what really sucks is that if the Pistons were at five, they could have gotten a player like Obi Toppin who I, I think should be getting more talk for, like, the, being one of the top three guys. I know Wiseman and LaMelo are, the, like, the two biggest names right now. Anthony Edwards. Uh, Anthony Edwards, that's the other one, yeah. Um, but a guy like Obi Toppin, you know, who can do a whole lot of things really well, specifically, like, get into the basket and is a de- good enough shooter and has the size, you know. I mean, he made Dayton – somebody who could have made a run in in this NCAA tournament, possibly like a Final Four type contender. Right. Um, I think there will be scorers later in the first round, but not like players that you would want to take at number seven. Like, you know, uh, Powell out of Seton Hall, but I don't think that's somebody you would take with the number seven pick. Um, that dude, Marcus Howard out of Marquette, again, Somebody who can like score and shoot it really well, but someone who's not quite worthy of the number seven pick, you know. So, yeah, that's why the number seven pick sucks because it kind of like you're kind of just depending on what the people in front of you do. And like you said, there is a bit of a pretty slight talent drop in most NBA drafts between like the number four pick and the number six pick, usually, right? But we'll see. Uh, Troy Weaver found a few hidden gems in his time in OKC. Uh, it helps that he also got the, the number two pick and the team in front of him took Greg Oden and Kevin Durant was there. Um, well, I guess he wasn't there at that point. But, yeah, I don't know. It was just kind of like a here we go again because the Wings got bounced out of the first pick with the NHL lottery. And it's just kind of BS at this point. Like, And I, if I were a Knicks fan, I would be – way pissed off too because last year you were talking about a team that had the best odds to land the number one pick in a draft where there was Zion Williamson and if you don't get Zion Williamson well okay we can get John Moran that's a pretty good starting point too and you get leapfrogged by the Pelicans and the Grizzlies and you know RJ Barrett he's fine but when you were looking at the possibility of Zion or John Morant it's just totally different right right so and then to I don't know what the record was in terms of standings this year, but to then get the the eighth overall pick, I bet 
Yeah, I don't know. It, it, like that. That's it did that. It's, it's got a sting. But I'm hoping that Weaver can, you know, maybe pull some stuff, maybe get us uh get us up the ladder, you know. But who knows? I mean, who, who do we got to trade off? Blake, you know, but Blake probably. Yeah, but I mean, D Rose to a contender if, if he's true that too. But like, are are you gonna are you gonna give up a possible top I mean, five about, like, for the... those two guys? No, I wouldn't. No, you know, so but like, how about the Hornets getting the number three pick? They almost well, I guess they didn't almost get invited to the bubble, but they out of all the non bubble Eastern teams, like they had the best record. Them in Washington, no, wait, Washington. Sorry, I'm on ESPN site, which isn't as helpful, but like, That's true. I don't know, that kind of confused me. Like, Charlotte jumping all the way up to number three, yeah, but, I don't know how they do I that. I can see man. the, I, I just yeah. didn't. I could see the Cavs getting top in, and that, that could make them a pretty, pretty decent young team with Garland and uh, Sexton. If you had top into that, that'd be that'd be pretty sweet for right. them. Right, and and like I, I'm I'm a big fan, not a big fan of the lottery. To be honest with you, I'm a big fan of who's the yeah. worst team. They get first pick. Who's the second worst pick team? Well, they get second pick. Who's the third worst team? Right. They get third pick. You know what I'm saying? It just makes it. To me, it makes it easy that way. Everyone's like, "Oh, you gotta go lottery. Yeah. You gotta have these." Odds. And it opens like, it opens the door for all these conspiracy theories right. too. Like, like you know, those the four years bef- between LeBron being in Cleveland, they got top five picks every year. Three of those years, they had the number one overall pick, and then LeBron came back. You know, like Minnesota. I feel like I know they traded to get Wiggins, but you know, they got Wiggins was the number one pick overall. Then they got Carl Anthony Towns with the number one pick overall. And now they, again, got the number one pick overall. And I'm just kind of, like, not excited by the idea of the Timberwolves being good, you know? Like, if the Timberwolves are all of a sudden great, I probably still won't be watching that much, you know? Right. You know, I know I get what you're saying. Maybe that's just... I get what you're saying. But it's just, yeah. I just, you know, I just want to see strong GM, you know, picks here. I want to see what Troy Troy Weaver's all about. I want to see if, you know, they get to... He gets together with... um, God, dude, you know, not the coaches slip in my mind. God, this sucks. I haven't been seeing Dwayne yeah, Casey. Well, with Dwayne Casey, I haven't seen these guys in the bubble. I've been forgetting about them now. But uh, yeah, it's all good. We haven't been talking Pistons in a long, right? Long as, time. as long as as long as uh, Stefanski just kind of steps out the way and just lets those two guys handle it, because I think they've, you know, been, they've been part of winning organizations. I think they kind of, you know, you, you got to kind of put your trust in them at that point. So we'll see. We'll see how. This episode of the Beards for Radio podcast is brought to you by Farbar Fashion. Visit far-ebar.com to check out a lineup of products such as shirts, hoodies, bags, lots of different accessory type products. Again, that website is far-ebar.com. Check it out. Now, we touched on this on our previous episode a couple weeks back. Uh, our, our theories or nightmares or just pretty easy to guess situation it came through the big 10 will definitely not be playing in the fall they will be trying for a spring season uh i'm not really a fan of trying to get the spring season done i just if if possible i would just prefer to have 2021 fall season back to normal i wouldn't want to try to have like a an eight game spring season with no bowl games and then since you had to play those games in the winter and spring you have to like push back the 21 fall season or you have to shorten it in some way. 
you know, I just want them to be back to normal. But the Big Ten and Pac-12, they've made it official. Uh, the SEC is going on like they're going to be playing, so there's a little bit of discord between the the continent of college football. But for us, you know, our, our Spartans, our Wolverines, will not be playing until the, the spring at the earliest. Yeah. Um, and to be honest with you, I really don't care. Dang. I, I mean, I'm pretty numb from – Nothing, nothing can hurt me worse than March Madness being canceled. Like I've, I've touched on that, but it's gonna be, it's gonna be weird, man. That, that first Saturday, that Saturday before Labor Day, you're gonna feel. You're, it, man. you're, you're probably gonna get NFL football those days. I mean, that would be, you know, what I'm saying it, it'll, it'll, it'll soften the blow. It'll be okay. You're right. I think March Madness killed it for me. When March Madness was done, you yeah. know what I'm saying? It's been going on my whole life. I watch it my whole life. And to not have it this year, like we're just saying, like I you know, I look I look it up and down this list, you know, of these, you know, uh, top 20 draft picks. I could have known way more about them, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I, I could have watched them in, you know, in this tournament. Yeah. That just kills me. That's why I knew who Gordon Hayward was, because I watched his pretty boy – uh, ex-tennis you know, player right. green on the wrist in the final four and not get called for a foul like so i knew who gordon hayward was long before he was an nba exactly star, you, know? you know what i'm saying so that killed it for me and for the you know and for this college football you know i i'm over it i'm over i'm over the you know the ping pong match between are we are they playing are they not can they do this can they do that oh we're going to get us do select teams that are playing you know what i'm saying just yeah. like no i'm glad that that's that right i'm glad that it's it's done right you know like they did that little oh here's our 10 game season and I, everybody knew that wasn't gonna happen so why are you coming out and also the whole idea of the 10 game season was just annoying to me because like is it safe or is it not because if it's safe just go ahead and play 12 games if it's not safe don't play any but 10 games doesn't make any sense especially you know why would going you Michigan like for Michigan State if if this scenario played out where they went with the ten game ten game season, all of a sudden now Michigan State's traveling to Nebraska, but they're not having Akron come to East Lansing. How is how is there less risk in going to Nebraska versus having a team like Akron come in? Right, you know, no, I'm with you, Joe. Either you're you're you know you're all in or you're all out. You know what I'm saying? There's there, right. there's no there's no half seasons, no in betweens because you know what? If you start playing one game, man, that's it. You, you you're you're in the like, thick of it. So so what? My, my the idea of a ten game season that could end at any any moment just wasn't appealing to me. Right. As soon as that was brought up as a possibility, like I wasn't rooting for it to be canceled, but I wasn't heartbroken at the news because I'd been I'd been preparing for that news since March when March Madness got canceled. So I was ready for it, you know? No, I'm, I'm, I'm in the same boat with you, Joe. And, like, I I don't know if, like, I really, really, really don't – I really, really don't care. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Maybe maybe these um, schools are going to realize they're going to need to trim the fat somewhere now. You know, they're not going to be getting that, you know, that money in. Maybe they, you know, yeah. where, where are they going to get that money is like, my whole thing is, is tuition going to go up for these non, you know, you know, these non-scholarship, you know, whether it be academic or, you know, a, a sports scholarship, you know, or athletic scholarship, 
you know, what about the kids that are like parents right. are paying, you know, $40,000 a year last year. Now did it jump up to $60,000 a year? Right. Cause they got to, you know, they got to find money at, somewhere. At Michigan state, at least they're not even going onto the campus. All the students, like it's all online for the fall semester. Right. And so and these colleges and these are, colleges are these kids going to be expected to like, pay the same amount exactly into exactly for an online course exactly joe and you know what that you can get political about too and we don't want to go too much into that because you know if, if exactly. like my kids are going half the half the uh half the um school year and they got to jump on zoom i'm like i don't have four laptops you know what i'm saying yeah. you know do you, do you want to provide me the laptops or do you want to make sure that you know if my kids are going to school half the time they give me half the half my taxes back that I'm putting in so I can, yeah. so I can, you know, offset, you know, buying a laptop or offset getting them this or offset, you know, my time, well, bro, too, if, you know, so. If you want, you can have my, my Specs Howard uh, Chromebook that they gave us. I rarely use that thing. It's not even hooked up to my Wi-Fi. So yeah, no, if you want that one, just let me know. No, we figured it out. <laughs> my, my oldest is using her phone and then my, my, uh, my, my, uh, tower i have my tower computer and then i have i have my chromebook from specs and then you know we have nice. we, we have them on a set schedule you know it's it's worked around but i'm saying is is that like you're right like th- th- these kids at the university you know what i'm saying they're not going to get you know hands-on learning I'm, I'm i'm that way i can't just do you know online work i can do online work if i know what i'm doing from the hands-on work you know what i'm saying and a lot of kids yeah. aren't like that so yeah are you gonna are they gonna give them a discount not with not with their billion dollar or million dollar sports not going on right now and they're losing so much money no way these they're gonna lower tuition for these kids there's yeah. no way and i think you know that's that's a part that i care about because i think they're getting you know you know the shaft but then again, maybe these colleges need to realize they need to trim the fat some places, or they or they need to change how they move entirely. Yeah, and the the powers that be of college basketball, they need to be taking notes about every league. They need to be looking at how the MLB's been doing it, and frankly, not really succeeding. They need to be looking at how the NBA's been doing it. They need to look at how the NFL will do it. They need to look at where the leaders of the Big Ten and all of college football went wrong and not being prepared for a season because college basketball is going to get affected by this sooner or later. Yes. You know, it's, it's not going to start first week in November. Like it was supposed to Michigan State's not going to be playing Duke on November 3rd. Like they were supposed to, I just don't think it's going to happen. They need to be taking notes. They need to be breaking down a plan because at, normally at this time of the summer, like Michigan state, Michigan, like all the college basketball teams, they got, their schedule finalized like oh sweet duke's coming to east lansing this year or michigan you know we're going to the battle for atlantis this year we have no idea what's going on with college basketball there's talks that like you do a whole bunch of mini bubbles bubble is like the word of 2020 um and sports like college basketball and the powers that be in college basketball they need to be taking notes they need to be active now because College football thought they had time. You know, they they saw everything shutting down in March and they were just like, oh, damn. And then they didn't do anything, you know. College basketball needs to be more proactive because if you miss out on football, like football is the big money maker for every school. Even if even schools like Kansas that are basketball schools, football brings in the most money. 
you're losing out on that. If you lose out on basketball until like January, that's, that's gonna, it's just going to be like blow after blow after blow. They got to be preparing for something. Right. And like, and then, and then when, when, when is the point of no return where, you know, these, these universities can't recover, you know what I'm saying? You know, when they start dropping scholarships on these kids who are like, doing uh, i don't know like you you have like a roman greco wrestling you know scholarship but like yep we're cutting that you know you know or yeah. karate we're cutting that boxing we're cutting that fencing we're cutting that you know what i'm saying so like exactly there's waves so this. yeah big time big time and i and i think you know you know a lot of people are saying well you know economics can well economics was a big 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 part in it you know and it's also how people survive too so you're right there's there's waves there's layers to this huge huge humongous onion so um i just hope everything goes well <laughs> you know that's all we can do is cross right. our fingers I and hope, hope that the, 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 the like you said the powers that be the powers that be are the the you know come come to our aid when we need them <laughs> do the right thing so yeah we'll see um Again, not to get political, but it's just like mask, mask up, people. Like it's not, it's not right. Hard. Mask up, you know. You know, I, I'm, I'm with you, Joe. I want to see Rocket Watts and Joey Hauser and Aaron Henry in this this early winter. You know, so please mask right. up. I I can't go another. I can't go that long without watching Michigan State basketball. It's never happened right. before. So I can't. And, 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 and whatever have. your take is on them, like I think, like I don't think they're needed as much as people say they are. But then again, I'm not yeah. a medical expert. I, I, I hate them. I freaking hate them. I hate working with them. I hate them. But when I go into public, I go into work, I put them on because I really don't want to be bugged. I just do my thing and peace yeah. out. You know what I'm saying? And that's that. Don't bug me. I did my part. I'm just, I'm trying to do my part. You know, I'm with you on that. Just mix, mask up. It doesn't, it doesn't it's not going to yeah. kill you. It doesn't bother me too much. Like, I, I'm not going to wear it when I go on a run. Right. Cause I don't come into contact with people when I go running and I'm outside anyways. But you know, if you're just, if I just have one in my car at all times and I have to wear one at work, thankfully my sister made one that's like a little bit more, um, a little bit friendlier to the beard than, you know, those, those blue surgeon masks. Right. Um, but I don't know. Just wear them. <laughs> I don't want to get too into masks cause I, I do. I don't know. Speaking of masks. Let's get into Kylo Ren, man. Let's do it. I got a Kylo Ren mask hanging up right, right by me in my, in my studio. If you now, know. do you really need it? Like he really needed it? He didn't really need it. But he didn't. Really that's another it. story. But this one, we kind of touch <laughs> on this one too. This this Kylo Ren story about um, they're having a Kylo Ren backstory in um, you know the episode nine, and um, this kind of you know, to me solidifies that Adam driver was trying to get this backstory, you know, put in because now we're getting these rumors that there's, they're developing, you know, well, Kyle Ren before, you know, you know, he met the Knights of Ren before he killed the leader, took over, took, killed Ren, took over, yeah. you know, became Kylo. Um, uh, I think it's quite intriguing that, you know, we've stumbled on two articles that kind of, you know, reinforced each other, you know, like what's, what's your whole take on this Kyle Ren spinoff? Well, you know, to me, far and away, the best part of the new trilogy was Kylo Ren to me, no question about it, but 
like I said on a few episodes ago when we were talking about Star Wars and that possibility of those rumors that Adam Driver wanted that backstory incorporated, you know, there wasn't as much depth to his character after The Force Awakens as I would have liked. And people are always going to be hungry for Star Wars content, you know. There will always be somebody who wants to watch The Mandalorian, which is a great show, as we've talked right. about, or The Clone Wars, or, you know, an Ewok show or something like that. People will always want to be watching it. And so much of it centers around that original trilogy, rightfully so. Um, but, you know, there's a few dealing with the prequels, the, you know, the Clone Wars tri- series, that if you can start to build some stuff off of the sequel trilogy you know the latest ones you can keep maybe a younger fan base connected to it you know because i'm sure there were some kids who were probably like six or seven when force awakens came out that you know didn't care too much about the plot holes or the the errors in episode eight and episode nine they were just becoming fans of star wars so if you can you know throw a character on screen that they recognize from their trilogy It'll keep them connected and keep them, you know, <laughs> it'll make sure that they're just like us when, when they reach our age. Right. You know? No, yeah. And hopefully they're like us and not those 1978, 79 fanboys who complain about everything because it's not canon enough for right. them. Right. <laughs> but no, that's the whole point. This is the whole, the, that whole Freddie Prince Jr. rant, I, you know, I, 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 you know, I love about is it's, it's for the kids, man. This is supposed to have you have nostalgia. You're supposed to watch every bit of Star Wars and have the goosebumps or, you know, the chicken skin, whatever, what do you want to call it? That's what, that's what the Star Wars is about. And, you know, people try to make it almost like a religion or a cult. And I get that. But me, I watch it because purely basic entertainment. It's great entertainment to me. It's great adventures, you know. There's great characters, there's, you know, and, and, and you know if you don't, you don't have to be the, like a like the a, a culty person to go dive in the rabbit hole of backstories and you know non-canon characters or canon characters and not that people aren't you know familiar with yeah. for the movies. You know what I'm saying? But this whole, you know, Kylo Ren. I mean, it's think go on. It's so funny how like you can you can get people hooked on the Mandalorian before it even starts because they're just like, Oh, he looks like Boba Fett. Boba Fett's the best, you know? And Boba Fett had like six scenes in the original trilogy, you know? Like, so I get it. You know, people are still kind of like hooked on those original trilogy characters. Yeah. Like, right. And, but like, right, rightfully so, you know what I'm saying? But, but they have great backstories and there's, there's, there's uh, a lot of people in like, you know, the first three episodes where, you know, when there was still that Jedi council that like, they all have mm-hmm. backstories and they all have great backstories. And like, it's, it's, it's entertaining. It's like, what, if I ever meet George, uh, George Lucas, I'm going to tell him, thank you for entertaining my whole childhood. Thank you for, if I, if I even watch a, a Star Wars, you know, a commercial or I, or I walk down the, the toy aisle, you know, I'm saying I'm brought back to my childhood and great memories. And that's what I think it's all about. So honestly, what I think it's all about. So like when, when, when you send me this article about Kyle Ren spinoff, I get giddy, you know what I'm saying? Because that excites me. Right, yeah. it excites me because I go back to that other article. I'm like, Oh my God, we just talked about that. Adam driver had this whole thing. Is he going to be the mind behind this? You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I, I was reading, you know, the article and it, it says in this part, it says, um, 
uh, there's no evidence of the Star Wars sequel trilogy star Adam Driver reprising his role as Kylo, uh, as Ben Solo or Kylo Ren, meaning the project could be animated, which I've, I love the Star Wars animation series. I've, I've watched them all. Or it could possibly mm-hmm. feature a younger actor in the role of Ben Solo. I would not want to see that. That's that's one thing I wouldn't want to see. So that's why I kind of wouldn't mind a animated series, kind of like the same way they went along the Clone Wars, and Adam Driver, yeah. Adam Driver being the voice. You know, Mark Hamill. Of course, Mark Hamill is one of the greatest voiceover actors of our of my time, your time, our time. Mm-hmm. So, like, I could see him coming in reprising his role as you know Luke Skywalker, um, voice wise. But I don't, I don't necessarily. You'd have so many people hooked just by that easily, you know? and like I don't see it. I don't see it being a movie. I don't see it. I can, I somewhat can see being a series, uh, a live action series. But I see it more than anything in animated series. I really do. Yeah, and I can see it being like a mini series, not like uh, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten seasons. Like talking like two to three seasons max of it. But still, like that's really all you need to get like some people hooked. Some you know, like for that type of show, I would prefer a shorter one because then you can you don't have like a super long build up to uh, when he becomes Kylo Ren. You know, you can kind of get you know all all you really need is like twenty to thirty episodes of it to like kind of make that journey. You know, right? You know, and you know, I I've been hearing there's like there's supposed to be a Lando uh, series too. And you're like, you know, so I don't know how they're going to go, you know, about everything. But, right. yeah, there's a rumor. I mean, obviously, series. you know, Kenobi, there's going to be a Kenobi series. Has to so be. that's like the biggest one we're looking forward to. But and from what I understand, Ewan McGregor is still going to be involved in that. So that's that's like the biggest thing. But I mean, yeah, Disney has this platform now to pretty much do whatever they please. Like. It's kind of like Netflix. Like, there are so many Netflix original shows. There's, like, there's way more than the ones we watch, like Stranger Things or, like, BoJack Horseman or, like, any of those Netflix originals. There's so many more series that we just don't know about. Disney Plus could venture into the same type of territory where they're just, like, making shows and making shows and making shows. Or even movies, even if they do make, like, a, a short movie or something. Right. You know, they don't have to, they don't have to, like advertise for tv or theaters anymore they have their own platform right that's true too so but um i think they do so good animated that i wouldn't mind it being an animated series if, if it came down to that as well but yeah i could see it being a series uh, a mini series yeah. as well but will adam driver come back that's the question right and if he doesn't that wouldn't be a deal breaker for me it would depend on like who's directing and writing the show like if he's involved in that that would be sweet because I want to know, like, why he hates Han Solo so much, like, more than the average emo kid hates their dad. You know? Right. I want to know how he got into contact with Snoke. Like you said, it's so much more than just he woke up one night and Luke was standing over him with his lightsaber drawn and that, like, that was, like, it. He was done. Like, that, that was probably the nail in the coffin. There was probably a build-up to that. I want to see that. Right. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you like, on that. That's... That could be like the midpoint, like turning point of the series. Like, starts off, you know, a good kid, and there's like these things that happen, and it just like gets progressively worse and worse. But he's still like kind of struggling with it, similar to how his grandfather Anakin struggled with it till the very end. Um, and you know, that could be like the turning point where he officially is like, "Nah, I'm not being a Jedi. I'm going to 
F all you guys. Right. You know, like seeing seeing his uncle wake up and like threaten to kill him because of what Luke saw in his exactly. mind. Exactly. You know, and that could like change the series from there and like end to like where we meet the Knights of Rand and it becomes official and he's like, you know, with Snoke and everything. Like I don't well, know. You can carry you can carry it on. The first season can be that whole turmoil of him leaving and then the second season can be him being in a Knights of Ren, and the third season can be him killing Ren, taking over the Knights of Ren, and then it ends with him being, then it ends with him with the, you know, episode six or seven, seven. So, yeah, yeah that wouldn't be bad. Let's just start writing Let's right do now, it. man. Get, <laughs> get on it. <laughs> um, there's not much more to say about that topic. Um, I don't know. I've had the killer stuck in my head all day, which is pretty normal actually but it's like their new stuff so i'm i don't know i'm just really happy that the killers released an album today that's like the highlight of my day aside from getting to hop on here and talk sports and star wars with absolutely joe i am i am i'm beyond flattered you said that with that man you better you better end this uh end this cast with the with a new killer song like what? Incorporate it into the yeah. Song? Or into do you have a, the... do you, right, you have a Spotify? Right. I think you can link your Spotify to it and throw it in there. I don't, but that might be worth it just to just to do right. it. I mean, I have them all saved on my on my uh, phone at this point, but but yeah, I think we kind of covered everything. You want to give another shout out to uh, Farbar? Absolutely, you know I always do. Yeah, everybody. Uh, you know the site to go to. It's far-ebar.com. As we touched on last week, he's got these awesome shipping boxes that you can get your package in. And uh, the box ain't going to be the coolest thing. It's going to be what's inside the box. So make sure you check that Absolutely. out. Absolutely.